Welcome to IP Frequently. IP Frequently, the number one intellectual property podcast brought to you by IPedia and Dominion Harbor. Well, all right, buddy. How you doing? I'm feeling doing great. Good? I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. Uh, COVID free. Look at this uh, studio audience. They're here. They're uh, doing the wave. They're uh, uh, going a uh, little icky balooky. They're excited for uh, another episode of Intellectual Property Frequently, the uh, only uh, intellectual property podcast that touches on the issues that the intellectual property intelligentsia care about. You know, it just doesn't have the same ring. No. I mean, I understand the whole branding requirement for saying the full term of intellectual property as many times as we can, but intellectual property frequently, you know, does not have the same ring as IP frequently, but no, I do, you know, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a marketing guy. So maybe I'm, I'm, I'm missing the whole thing. Some people say that you're the Roger Ailes of the IP space. Is that not true or true or. Oh, I don't know. Who's Roger Ailes. Uh Uh-huh. And there you go. And I now rest my case. The head of Fox News, the guy that um, had to leave, had to leave under a cloud of suspicion. He ran some of the polling for the Bush 88 team, worked on the Reagan 84 campaign. Roger Ailes. But he left under a cloud of suspicion. Does it ever precipitate suspicion out of a cloud like that? Does it like rain suspicion down on people? It certainly did on him. And once the 40th woman came forward, it started to... (laughs) Yeah, well, a storm uh, quagmire. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think if you get in, in into you know multiple sets of ten complainants, you've probably it's it's probably time to look in the mirror and say, boy, I I may have an issue. Hey, we've gotten too far afield here. We we, we yeah, the, our audience is starting to look a bit downcast. Where's our '80s music? Let's let's cue it up right now. Let's hear All it. Right. Centerfold by the Jay Giles band. Oh, well done. Now, see, that, that, my friend, is a song. And not only is it a song, but arguably it is related to intellectual property about which you and I love to uh, discourse. Yeah. Because you're talking about a centerfold, which I'm sure would be copyrighted and ergo generate intellectual property rights. So I, I applaud that. That's a great song and ties nicely to the topic du jour. My blood runs cold. My memory has just been sold. My angel is a center. Some of the greatest lyrics of all time. I believe, time. I, and I believe the writer behind that was Mr. Walt Whitman, which makes it even more ironic. What a song. What a song. Anyway, let's what move on. The, the weekly COVID update is in. They've just announced more shutdowns in the Northeast. They're shutting down schools, bars, uh, restaurants. You can only dine with someone in your own household, including in uh in rhode island i heard rhode island um and uh gyms indoor bocce courts uh all shut down uh, at this point uh, how, how's everything out in colorado covid alert covid alert yeah so i i do have the antibodies had the test so i've spent the last few days literally just swimming through clouds of covid anywhere i can find it I just go marching right through it, taunting it. 
which it hates, by the way, COVID hates to be taunted. And, uh, and so that has, you know, been fun uh, here in Colorado, very similar to uh, what you're finding there in Rhode Island. They're, they're, of course, shutting down all the restaurants. If there's one thing that public health people apparently like to do, it's rear back and kick restaurant owners right in the nuts for no apparent nice. reason, right? I mean, there's absolutely yeah. no proof that I'm aware of, and I've looked, that says that restaurants that are abiding by the already overly strenuous guidelines of, you know, tables got to be X number of feet apart. You got to wear a mask in. If you go to hit the head, you got to put your mask on. All the wait staff's wearing a mask. There's literally no evidence that restaurants are, are any worse than any other place on earth with respect to catching the COVID. And, uh, and yet that's the first thing that they shut down. They just go, well, we got to shut down the restaurants. Really? Why? Well, I, uh, uh, I, we just do. It's coronavirus. So I feel very sorry for the folks who are trying to make a living in the restaurant business. And, it's awful. It's awful. And, and none of it makes sense. The, the time, you know, you got to shut down at 930. You, I mean, like COVID wears a watch, I guess. And so it knows, I, I just don't understand any of it. But uh, yeah, so I guess we'll be talking about COVID into the new year. Well, one can only hope from a podcasting perspective, it's solid gold. It's podcast gold. It is. Podcast gold. Well, next, uh, I should say, uh, uh, intellectual property frequently is brought to you by IPedia. The IPedia platform uh, has been meddling in presidential elections since uh, the primaries of 2020. IPedia, the automation of innovation. Um I think you have to refer to it, according to our marketing guys, as intellectual property edia, or you're not getting the branding out of it. So it's intellectual property edia, the automation of innovation. Exactly. So it it, it looks like, um, and I just got a notice from IPedia on the big motherboard here that uh, they have found 624 more votes uh, for Biden in Fulton County, Georgia. So it's 600 plus more votes for, for Biden in Fulton County, Georgia. Um, Brad, uh, you were telling me before the show that you believe that uh, IPedia has meddled in the U.S. presidential election. Do you care to confirm that and then expand upon it? I don't, I don't, I, I'm, not, I'm not addressing that in any way, shape, or form. I'm saying that it does sound like you have a little bit of fear in your voice at this point. That's not so much fear as just prudence. I like to refer to it as prudence. Prudence. I've never heard you this uh, scared before. Prudent. Okay, well, we'll move on. We'll move on. It's, it's apparent you don't want to talk about it, and I disagree completely. I don't think there's been any meddling in the U.S. presidential election um, uh, by IPD in any way, shape, or form, regardless of the fact that it's self-aware. Well, see, the, we're perfect. That's, that will be our official intellectual property frequently position. Yeah, and this is the number one intellectual property podcast, intellectual property frequently. Correct. In the galaxy. Right. In, the, in, the, yeah, in the galaxy. So are you just doing a, a, a lockdown for Thanksgiving? Are we talking about a Salisbury steak dinner? Are we talking about a bag well, of nuts? Uh, maybe actually, a flight to Guadalajara? We've actually gotten creative here in the Sheaf household. So we're, we're going to do the big thing. So my, as folks are aware, I, I have a... Uh, appreciable number of daughters, that number being four. And we're going to get three of the four of them will be home this weekend. And so we're going to do Thanksgiving this weekend. We'll be out in front of the Thanksgiving wave. We'll be thanking early. And so we're going to do our big, you know, sort of traditional meal this weekend. 
um, because we have a quorum of daughters present for that. And then on the actual day of Thanksgiving, um, you may have heard of the outfit called Harry and David. It's my understanding that they have gift cards. I don't know if you've ever seen one of those. Um, we have some. Never heard of they it. Have Never some. heard of it. Never heard and of it. so we're going to acquire apparently a uh, you know some form of prepared food for the actual Thanksgiving day, and then the girls are planning on a Hallmark movie marathon. I am planning on a history you know nonfiction sort of reading marathon. That's where I'm going with that. So let's go, Brad, to the next topic: uh, the Turkey of the Week, Turkey of the Week award-winning segment um, where we give out gobbles to people who are prominent or people who just uh, generally screw up or do something we don't like. And we call them a turkey because mm. that's what we do. And then we assign a number of gobbles to them, one to four, right? Uh, as you know, the California governor has locked down the state yet again. He's shut it down. He's barred or banned Thanksgiving or barred it. Uh, has basically said people shouldn't go out to eat and, and, and shouldn't socialize. And then he was caught at, uh, in photographs color photographs, mind you, um, where he uh, was sitting with a group of people, including lobbyists in the healthcare industry, um, <laughs> having a nice meal at the French Laundry, which in case you were wondering is a place where the average uh, meal is well uh, north of uh, $100. Yeah. Well, anyway, so what do you think about that? The governor sitting down to a nice meal, like a gentleman with eight or nine other people, mostly lobbyists, indoors. <laughs> I think that's a look. I think that's, I think that's four gobbles. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just it, it, the irony. First of all, that you would be sitting with lobbyists from the healthcare industry is hilarious. But that's how all these guys are. Right? I mean, the, the the jackass that's running Illinois locks that state down and then flies down to Florida where he's got property and they have much you know less stringent rules and enjoys himself like a gentleman. I mean, that 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 is if you're wondering the quality of person who is running your state. It is very likely the quality of someone who will make your life miserable, but then abide by none of those rules himself or herself, right? And so- As they feather their own nest. That is absolutely true. Now, on the other hand, I do enjoy the fact that the BLM movement has sent a petition to that same Governor Newsom, basically demanding that he replace Kamala Harris with a black female in the Senate, which is fine. And again, that's his decision to make. He can appoint anyone who he wants, but I do find it uh, amusing, I guess, that now, you know, he's going to be pressured in, into some form, but basically he's being held hostage, right? And told what he is going to do and what he is going to do apparently has nothing to do with anyone's qualifications, which is great. Enjoy that, Governor Newsom. Enjoy it. Well, I mean, seems like a great guy. I under um, understand that, uh, he had the truffle tortellini, so that's Ooh, nice. I bet that was good. Um, so this uh, next segment, This Week in Licensing, um, the uh, the award-winning segment where Brad um, tries to uh, give some wisdom, some of his knowledge from the, uh, I think it's what 12,000 license agreements you've done over the last few weeks. And this week, the question comes from Bernard, uh, and Bernard is uh, sitting at home in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And he's, uh, he says, Brad, uh, I'm a big fan. Um, I would hope that uh, I can meet you someday in maybe an airport lounge 
or uh, a breast area. Um, I am, let's see here. I am being asked to list my patent numbers in a patent agreement. Does it matter um, what order I put those numbers in for a given patent? Can I, I guess he's asking Brad, can he, can he jumble them up? Like the old uh, um, big game uh, you played as a kid called uh, jumble. Well, Bernard, again, we, as always here on intellectual property frequently, we appreciate the question. I think it's a well-founded question. I encourage you to enjoy yourself as often as you see fit in airport lounges and rest areas and whatnot. I myself uh, don't spend a ton of time frequenting them, but uh, I also don't look down on those who do. With respect to your question, uh, you can put those numbers in any particular order that you want. Um, because if my experience has taught me anything, no one ever actually looks at those uh, patent lists, right? I mean, you would think they would because theoretically that is where the rubber hits the road. That is, in fact, what you're licensing is the list of patents. But again, based on my experience, they'll get to that list. It will be pages and pages long. No one will actually want to read it. Certainly no one's going to go through it with a fine tooth comb. And so my recommendation is to not only potentially jumble them, but let's make it fun. Why don't you have a patent where all the numbers are prime? See if anyone notices. Maybe all the numbers yeah. are even. Maybe all of the numbers are, uh, you know, your favorite number. Whatever you want to do, go ahead and do it. Because again, my experience has shown no one's reading that. No one's looking at it. There's not even an intern who will read a patent list. Now, do there have to be numbers? Well, yeah, I mean, you're going to want to put numbers in there because someone might notice that. Another fun thing would be to make a patent number out of all Roman numerals. See if anyone notices. The one who will look at the list, just, you know, in case you're ever in this situation, is IPedia or intellectual property edia. It will look at the yeah. list. And if it finds any sort of malfeasance or general jackassery, you may want to uh, get on the right. line. Well, you can't. Yeah, yeah. You can't run. No, and he can't hide. Learn the hard way. Yeah, can't hide. Uh, well, that's it. Um, that's uh, thank you for that question, Bernard. I think once again we're getting closer and closer to that uh, point where everyone here in the studio audience and those at home, including those in Stockholm, uh, will uh, be able to draft and advance their own license agreement. So now we're to the uh, portion of the show where Brad and I are going to. Uh, choose players from the 2010 draft in sort of a redraft format. Um, this is something we've uh, just started up and we're very excited about it. So with the first pick from the 2010 NBA draft, I'm going to take Rick Barry. Brad? Uh, okay, that's a solid pick. I will take Irvin Magic Johnson. Okay. Well, that, I, he was not available in 2010. Well, neither was Rick Barry. Okay, that's hyper hypercritical. You try something new, and it just gets it just goes off the rails. So forget it. I don't want to do it. Plus, do it's it. a different podcast. It is a different podcast, but we're just we're sort of kicking the tires on this. Uh, next, barter band, the bronze Stevie Award winning segment that everyone talks about and everyone loves. Bar Anyhow, uh, or band. Sounds almost cataclysmic, like the world is just about to end. I think it might be. Holocaust. It may be. We'd shut it down. But this week, this week, Brad, it's certainly going to end for someone because this week, Barter Band, the segment uh, 
that everyone is talking about. We're going to uh, say, should the neighborhood snitch be barred or banned? No, 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 no. See, here, here's the, the, the conventional wisdom would say yes, right? Because no one likes a snitch, no one, right? But you want to find out who those people are early in the process, right? And so if you bar or ban the snitch, then that seedy, low rent personality type is just going to manifest itself in some other aspect of your life. So I would go with, no, you don't ban or bar it. You let them show their cards, as it were, and then you drop the hammer. So you're saying not barred, not ban- not banned, but battered. The battered would be good. Uh, the Invention of the Week, another great uh, uh, segment where we talk to technology that uh, drives our everyday life, right? Uh, the, the smartphone, the car, the hovercraft, the jet pack, the marshmallow. I mean, things that are important to us, more important than uh, anything. And this week, Brad, uh, we have uh, received a bunch of uh, anonymous tips from people asking that the, this is more than one, less than a dozen, probably closer to four, that the invention of the week that we consider be the uh, no interest long-term loan. So no interest, long-term loan. Brad, what do you think about that? Is the, uh, again, these are anonymous tipsters, Brad. These are anonymous. So we, we don't want to, this isn't Bernard. This isn't our friend Norman in Lenox City asking you a pie. Uh, this is an anonymous tipster. So we have to respect that. Got it. The invention of the week. The no interest, long-term loan. Like many inventions sort of depends upon your perspective, right? As you walk around this invention, you've got this no interest long-term loan that's just sitting on the floor in front of you. Many of these, it's my understanding, tend to be about 60 month. Uh, That's sort of the average for this invention. And as you walk around it and look at it, it kind of depends on which side of this loan you stand. Right. And so if you are potentially going to receive the loan and pay no interest and not pay that interest over a very long period of time during which you purport to be able to pay that loan back, uh, it looks pretty good. The invention looks good from that side. But if you're standing on the other side, if you just kind of shuffle around it, they tend to be pretty good size. If you just shuffle around it, there's space for you there between it and the wall and you get on the other side of it and you're planning on pushing all of that money out the door to someone who is just going to take it and who knows what they'll do with it, but they're certainly not going to pay you interest on it. And it's going to be a hell of a long time, if ever, before you see that money again. Now that is an invention that doesn't look nearly as solid. So again, like many inventions, it's a tough question to answer because it depends on where you stand. Well, I mean, there we there we go. So that's, I guess, that I guess we're saying battered again is our answer there. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's an invention. It is what it is, but it is an invention that generally speaking, I would stay away from. All right. Well, I think this week, Brad, we're going to wrap it up with the question of the week. We've asked for questions that uh, sort of take into account the fact that we're a couple of IP uh, intellectual property um, experts. Uh, we have intellectual property flowing through our veins Question of the week comes from Norman in Atlantic City, uh, and it's to Brad. Hi, Brad. I'm a big fan 
uh, I too boxed in the Navy. What ship were you on? Uh, oh, by the way, my question of the week is what is your favorite part of a Thanksgiving turkey? And also, do you turducken? Uh, I, I'm going to answer those in the reverse order that they were asked. I have never had a turducken. I'm not opposed. It just seems like a hell of a lot of work. And, you know, typically we're not serving a party of 50. And so I, I, we, we roll here in our household with just the, the you know, sort of traditional turkey. And uh, I'm not a big, you know, turkey leg drum stick guy. I mean, that's not the kids enjoy those. Good for them. They can have them. Um, but I, I don't really distinguish between the, the white and the dark meat. Both are fine with me. I'm going to put gravy on them anyway. I'm going to mix them in with the stuffing. And so, you know, just any moist slice of the bird that does not come from the drumstick is uh, aces in my book. Good. Well, I think we've, I think we've sort of done all we can do today, my friend. I mean, we've, we've encouraged people to uh, be vigilant in uh, their fight against uh, COVID. Uh, we wish everyone the, the happiest of holidays here uh, from intellectual property frequently. I hope that you will, all of our listeners will be able to at least have some family or friends and uh, buddy, I wish the same for you. I, it's unfortunate that we can't be together for Thanksgiving, but you know, there's always next year. There is always next year. There's always a seat at the table for you and your family, my friend. Uh, as they say, uh, as the pilgrims originally said, Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad, my friend. And we'll see you next week on IP, that's intellectual property, frequently. This has been IP Frequently, the number one intellectual property podcast in the galaxy. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.